professor. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. It's my name is Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> You're so high, you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything about him. The only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. That's flair. <laughs> Probably looks like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my God, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick. <laughs> I'd cease and assist me. I'd cease and assist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War game! You are impressionist. Uh, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like, like a, a dog. dog. <laughs> oh! Oh! Oh, Jinx! Holy shit! How did that actually happen? Here we go. Sorry, had to try a different one. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. ODM, how are you? Oh, what a difference a camera makes. You're ro- you're really ruining this show. As much as as much as you're promoting our show, you're ruining the show. Nobody so should. ODM got a new camera and decided to have a uh, our logo in the background. Problem is, if anybody has ever used a Zoom background, you know that right now his chair is fading in and out. He's fading in and out. All I know is it's the top of Joe podcast. That's all I see. I'm having fun with this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to have a seizure first. <laughs> I'll get right on cleaning up the office so I don't need the background anymore. How about that? Look at I like it. It's just, you know, what are you, a mark? For myself, yeah, you should know that. That's why we fucking do this podcast. That's the only reason we do the show. <laughs> and you know what? Thanks for listening to us on both of us on. <laughs> thanks to both of us listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Hey guys, if you listened to the opener, I think it's pretty apparent. If there was a place I feel like I really wanted to be in a crowd. I don't think it would have been WrestleMania in the last couple of years. Where I would have rather been was San Juan, Puerto Rico. Holy shit. Dude, the pops, the chance, we're going to get into it. It was just unbelievable. Um, I couldn't not have that be our show opener. But this week we have a top topic. We got Monday Night Wars. We got Bring It to the Table. We got This Day in History. Let's start off with some news here. Okay. I'm going to open up news this week, if that's okay with you, ODM. Kind of figured. Uh, a couple of things I want to bring up is that, so this past week in New Japan, we had some two really big title changes. David Finley. Dave Finley, that's right. The one I said is not going to, it's not going to take much to be better than fit. He is now your never open weight champion. He defeated Tamatanga. So he's your leader of the Bullet Club pretty much right now. 
the the title change that that got me the most, and I don't even know who the other champions were because it doesn't matter. Fair. The new six man tag team champions are Kazuchika Okada, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Tamahiro Ishii. That is your new six man tag team champions in New Japan. For the first time, I'm actually interested in the six-man tag team championship. Yeah, I mean, it definitely could line up. I mean, if you're into six-man tags. I mean, that's part of my problem. But against the right opponents, I mean, you know, it's not uncommon for New Japan to have six-man tags. I mean, six-man, eight-man tags are usually their throwaways for, like, openers at pay-per-views. So... I mean, again, with the right talent, it should be an entertaining match at the very least. You could probably have a few of those before you take the titles off of them. Well, that's a funny way of uh, segueing because coming up at Dominion in June, right now, that trio is set to face John Moxley, Shato Umino, and a mystery guest. I'm going to say Wheeler. I think it would be cool if it was Wheeler Yuta. When it was Claudio. Jeez. Right. Against Okada, Tanahashi, yeah. all those guys. Imagine that square Which off. could be pretty good because if Dominion, it's always the first or second weekend of June. Forbidden Doors a couple of weeks later. You can have fun with us. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I didn't even think about that. And I, I thought it was just going to be Wheeler Yuta or another New Japan guy that Moxley has never tagged with and just throwing them in. Could be that, too. Um, guess what, man? If you stalk someone just enough, you can earn 15 years behind bars with three meals a day. Streets. Life goals. Yeah. Sonny Deville's dickhead uh, stalker officially has been sentenced to 15 years. You know, something that's not in our news, I want to throw out there. Speaking of Sonya Deville, she was set to tag team with Carmella. Carmella made a pretty big return. And then all of a sudden it was just gone. And then Chelsea Green became the tag team partner of Sonya Deville. It was revealed that Carmella and Corey Graves are expecting their child. And which is a big thing because if you remember, we actually covered not too long ago that they had a, a miscarriage. Right. So she is pregnant again. Hey, congrats. That's cool. Yeah. I was I, like, uh, man, she was there and then just uh, gone. But that makes way more sense. Well, it was funny because she was on the list of injuries that I read the other day. And I, I'm guessing that's her quote unquote injury. <laughs> Uh, they did a review. So, oh, her <laughs> uterus is injured. Yeah, right. <laughs> so apparently Corey has his own kids, uh, you know, outside of Carmella. And they showed a video. Carmella, you know, broke the news to the, you know, his kids, their kids. Uh, got them all, like, brand new Nikes. And then in the bag there was a pair for a baby. So it was cute. Oh, okay. But what, what threw me off the most is I'm looking at her, and she's kind of out of frame, right? The focus is really on the kids. But you see her arm, and it looks like she has this wrap on her arm. I'm like, oh, maybe she was pregnant and fucked up her arm. No, it's just rich people fashion, I guess, because basically what it was was a sleeve with a big cutout on the elbow except for a little piece of fabric that connected it to the sleeve on the upper part of the arm. It looked Like this right up. here, what I'm wearing? This? N- not at all, no. <laughs> Well, hey, good for you guys. That's cool. Um, 
to add into oh look at man actually you i my somehow my internet did sync up a little bit and i am ah, seeing some of your notes here how cool go. is that uh so all in 60,000 tickets sold which apparently is now crushing not crushing but at least it beat clash at the castle which was back in september right I don't know what to make of things. I've seen so many reports and pictures like where it's like, well, they're only having half of Wembley. They have three quarters of it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, I'm just waiting to see and I'll just let it be what it is. I don't care if they smash a, an attendance record or not. I just want them to fill the arena and do something really fucking cool because there you go. This is an unprecedented event to happen in Wembley. No one has done wrestling in Wembley really big since SummerSlam 92. Right. And uh, I actually looked up some stats because I know we had talked about it. I don't think they're going to smash any records. 60,000 is an impressive number, no matter which way you look at it. Um, And and they should get over that. So the old stadium where SummerSlam was, uh, was 82,000 for capacity. It had standing capacity of 125,000, which went down to 100,000 when they made it all seated. The record attendance for the old stadium uh, for any event, 126,000 people. Okay, so yeah, we're not going to be crushing a record. The new one, the new one, the capacity is 90,000. Uh, add 15,000 for standing, which you're not going to get here. Um, record attendance uh, overall was a concert. It was Adele, and that was 98,000. Football was uh, 89,000. Boxing, 94,000. So, likely not going to top those. Foo Fighters weren't part of it, huh? I was kind of thinking the Taylor Hawkins tribute show maybe would have been somewhere up there. Yeah, apparently not. But but... Adele's like, hello, I just kicked your ass. Yeah, right? I I liked her when she did that. She did the bomb theme really good. Yeah. Dude, all I keep looking at is the top of Joe. Yeah, well, I'll get used to it. I just can't deal with this little shit. Anyway. I'll just um, clean the office. So... WWE Triple H announced during the press conference the Are you laughing at what I'm about to bring up? The championship uh-huh. tournament? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna see if I get this right, okay? Because I read it once and I want to see if I can remember this because I it's not even here in the notes. There are gonna be two triple threat matches on Raw and on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Each and on each of those nights, once the matches are complete, those two winners will face each other. Mm-hmm. And the winners of the Raw and SmackDown matches will respectfully meet at Night of Champions. Correct. I have an issue. Already have an issue. Was it not Sir Paul Levesque Triple H saying... And if whatever show Roman is on, this is the championship for the other brand. So, Roman is on SmackDown. And now we have matches not only on Raw, but also on SmackDown. (laughs) So if somebody from SmackDown wins, it means they have to move to Raw after you just did the draft. Okay. Are Seth or Cody over there? Cody's on Raw, Seth. Uh, you know He's what? I don't fucking. I don't care. He's yeah, on okay, Raw. Yeah, there you go. I could see. I think Seth. it's gonna come down to both of them. I think Seth might take it. I, oh, I absolutely. There's. Do not put the title on Cody. It's a consolation no, you can't. prize. You can't. No, no, but. But. 
Seth and Cody, I think this will be, I mean, shit, they had WrestleMania, they had WrestleMania Backlash, they had Hell in a Cell. You could reignite that story with this title. Yeah, you could. Um, I just don't get why involve SmackDown if it would come down to the both of them. Sure. I mean, here's the other thing. Who's on SmackDown? Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt, but who's on SmackDown that needs to be... I don't know. Uh, Let's look, because I don't even have the complete draft fucking results, so I don't even fucking know. Because it doesn't matter. Solo. Omos. Yeah, but you're not going to take him. Well, Omos is a free agent, which means he can wrestle any show. Oh, that just gave you the answer. Nah. Oh, you know who else? Oh, it never even occurred to me. You know who else is a, a free agent? Who's that? Brock Lesnar. Oh, fuck. Why didn't we think about that? And hey, after what time. just happened eh, after what just happened at Backlash, I can see Cody versus Brock, too, for the title. Yeah, you could do that. I mean, or they could just fucking hotshot Gunther. They're not going to. Not, not so. while he's holding the Intercontinental Championship. Why? They could vacate it and do another tournament. You know how much they You are those. absolutely right. You could do that. They won't. I feel like they won't for some reason, and that bothers me. Well, you know, another, pers- another person I right, thought Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring up. Yep, yeah, I know where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Another person I was thinking it could be would be Drew, because Drew would be another good candidate. But there's a lot mm-hmm. more chatter lately that he ain't going to be around for long. Uh, his contract expires before Mania in 2024, so early part of the year. Yeah, it seems like they're just far away from an agreement, and uh, Drew, you know, more reports are coming out that Drew's just not happy and he's frustrated. So, like, you called it. You kind of nailed it when you said, you know, he already did his indie tour, so if he doesn't sign with WWE, what's he going to do? Man, I really wish his contract was up in time to make a huge pop in Wembley. If he, Mm. I mean, like, it wouldn't happen, but dear God. New Japan. Um, I do want to say that Soraya opened herself up to uh... everybody. Slut. I'd still take a crack. Anyway, no, I, no. <laughs> no, but she put out a tweet. Who would you like to see me face at Wembley? In every, like, there's so many different tweets. You in a three-way with Brad Maddox and Xavier Woods, round two. <laughs> it's, Yikes. She opened herself up, literally. literally. Figuratively. Uh. All right. Let's get into Backlash for a minute. I know that you uh, didn't get a chance to really watch it, and we'll, we'll get into that in a minute or two. But I did actually have the chance to fast-forward through this once the night was over. And no big surprises as to winners, you know, who was going to come out victorious. But we'll run down this. Of course, Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley retained their titles. First, I got to say this. When Ripley was walking away, it's like everybody does it now and it's the thing to do because it's 25 years since, but... As she's walking away, she's doing like the boo-hoo-hoo to the crowd. And Uh, someone said something, and then all of a sudden she just goes, suck it. She does the quick hand gesture down while holding the title. She's been doing it a lot. I know. and, And But what I appreciated after that, 
Zelina Vega getting a, just a massive, massive pop. Yeah. yeah. And the crowd was, look at, I'm not even going to pretend I understand anything that they were chanting during this part. But it was like kind of like when they do like their Tyler Bate song, right in in the UK, right. or but they were, it was kind of like a chant song, and in Vega was just bawling in the ring, dude. It was it was a cool moment to see, but it was like, hey, Santa Puerto Rico, da, ba, ra, ba, ba, ba. and they just kept going, and I and I don't know, man, the crowd just kept going. It was whatever it was, it was impactful. I liked it. Now later in the night. We know that there's a lot more things going on, and I got to bring this up. My buddy texts me, man, I got to be honest with you, really like Backlash. I think they were playing too much to the home crowd, though. You racist fuck. Like, dude, it was, I thought it was actually really well done. I'm like, everybody got their due. This was Damian Priest's WrestleMania. This was his night. You know what I mean? Like he he was in a spotlight. There was a lot of great stuff going on, and you were giving great nods to certain people. He's like, I feel like you were too much about Puerto Rico, you fucker. Anyway, I should use that word lightly. The a friend of mine. Anyway, oh, okay. um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say racist, but apparently it's the other way around. No, yeah, no, he's a piece of shit. No, anyway, no. <laughs> uh. Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley. Let's get into this for a second. One is the Raw Women's Champion. One is the SmackDown's Women's Champion. Um, I think both are on SmackDown. Oh, no, no. Raw, Rhea Ripley officially went to Raw, but she's holding the SmackDown Championship. Are they going to do the Becky Lynch-Charlotte Flair swap? Or New Day Street Profit swap, where it I counts as it. an additional reign? It's the dumbest thing ever. Uh, it kills every bit of momentum from Rhea winning at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. On to other good stuff. Um, <laughs> freaking Rollins beat Omos in a match that wasn't promoted, nor did I need to or and to want to have to see. Bloodline defeated Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Matt Riddle. The biggest thing for me was Bailey. Did you happen to see some pictures of Bailey? So I saw, yes, I did. I saw a front and a back picture. I know I did. I, there was a part yes. where she was getting up on the apron, and there was a, a front shot that was down blouse, and then the other shot where you got to see the. Yes, 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 I did. Oh, we want some Bailey. <laughs> oh, oh, what was the other one? Ooh, ah. I want to know if you'll be my girl. I used to love when NXT used to sing shit to Bailey all the time. Man, yeah. That's all she had to do was come out right there in that pair of pants and best match of the night. Anyway. Like it's hot. <laughs> Damian Priest and Bad Bunny. It is so weird in the in the era of 2023 that Bad Bunny, Logan Paul... All these guys who are more like just non full time wrestlers can have some amazing, just outstanding matches. Bad Bunny did it again, man. He, of course, closed with his finishing move, the uh, Canadian Destroyer, whatever you want to call it. And, but God damn, did I pop. So you got the Judgment Day comes out. Rey Mysterio now comes out. When I say Judgment Day, that's Finn and Dominic. Rey comes out. And then you heard the Caribbean cool theme 
of Carlito Colon. Bro, I've I rewatched that pop 15, 20 times. It was so good. I've missed him. I like Carlito. And for him to show up there, huge. Earlier in the night, Savio Vega was there and was like, hey, would you like this sword? Here you go. <laughs> um, but <laughs> he shows up as well. And it was a part of the match. So Savio and Carlito both take out the Judgment Day with the rest of LWO showing up as well. And Bad Bunny gets the win. Dude, Priest has to be on cloud nine. I look at it is to that like that's it was huge. The crowd was jacked up. When I if you did not watch Bad Bunny's entrance, that may be all you need to see. This crowd went ape shit and started singing his songs, his song word for word. And he had a whole grocery cart filled with just all different weapons. Raven style. It was a Raven style, a hundred percent. It was awesome, man. Now, one thing I gotta say, it's funny when the LWO music hits. You hear the beginning of Eddie Guerrero's old theme. Oh, and shit. we haven't really touched base on this. No, on we the haven't. Air. We've texted <laughs> and just kind of made mention. But Chavo's like, yo, at any time, you all could stop bringing Eddie's name into shit. Like, it doesn't have to be a part of every one of your storylines, every one of your things with Ray, especially Ray. Um, you're a Mysterio. You're not a Guerrero. So... Chavo has an issue, the fact that WWE and Ray and them are still, you know, pulling at Eddie's name. There is creative control when you do own the rights to, like, 50 to 75% of Eddie's career. The other point to that is that he actually did say, fuck Vicky, though. He's on the side of yep. the daughter that is uh, given the claim, so... Yeah, Vicky is being outed, man, hard. Yeah, it's it's a lot of drama there, and it's weird, man, with the Chavo thing. I kind of get it, but at the same time, it's like, dude, like, I mean, could it be They're that, honoring like, your uncle. What the fuck? You want right. to be the only one doing it? <clears throat> There's a fine line between WWE creative saying, do the Eddie thing, do the Eddie thing, and a wrestler of Hispanic descent saying, hey, Eddie was a fucking, you know, one of my favorites. Fucking, I'm going to pay some homage to him. That shit happens to a lot of people all the time, except Chris Benoit, but that's understandable. Um, I, so I, I, I'm kind of torn, man. Like, he makes a good point, but at the same time, I'm going to be like, dude, shut the fuck up. Stop whining about it. I, I'm more on the ladder of that, to be honest with you. I'm with you on yeah. that. There you go. Um, And then the biggest thing is that Cody defeats Brock Lesnar. I knew Cody was going to defeat him. Right. How he won, I absolutely loved. Pinning off of a submission is not done nearly enough, and maybe that's for the better. But goddamn, I didn't expect that for the ending, and it was so quick. But it was the right crowd to do it in front of. If you did that in the middle of, like, Kansas City, people were like, huh? Oh, well, that was a stupid ending. Puerto Rico was like, no shit! Oh! (laughs) It was the right place to, to do that. It's kind of like uh, when Brett used to do the reverse of the sleeper with a pin. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. He did it all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, I had already planned on going back and watching this match. Uh, sounds like there's a lot more for me to watch, so I'm definitely going to check it out. But I did look at the results this morning and just kind of read the, uh, kind of the summaries of the match to see if anything big happened. 
Um, and I saw the finish and man, I immediately started like working through it in my head. I'm like, this is fucking brilliant. Cody hung Brock took control. And the thing is, everybody talks about the F fives in suplex city. He saves that fucking Kimura. That mat, that move does not come out every match, it's true. but when he locks it in, it's your fucking ass because that's a legit shoot move where you could break somebody's arm without even trying once you get it on. And the fact that they did it with Cody, Cody's the, you don't necessarily think of Cody as a shooter or wrestler. You think of him more as a sports entertainer, but the fact that he had the psychology to be like, well, either I break my arm or I figure a way out of this. And he fucking reversed it and got the pin. Brock's pissed. Cody goes over. I think it's a brilliant finish. I can't wait to watch the match. So one thing is that Brock, I think, man, I've I've watched it a couple of times because I try to find the hidden trick. You know what I mean? Like, where, where was that blade? Where were you holding it? Man, they took the buckle off, the turnbuckle thing off, and, and he hit it. And I can't say that that's the, I, from all I've seen, I think Brock busts himself the hard way. He is a crazy fucker. I mean, shit. I mean, I guess he's he's do that because he's broken up other people open up the hard way. <laughs> fucking Randy Orton. Fucking Randy. Oh my <laughs> god. That was to brutal. the point that Jericho was like, "I'm taking him out." <laughs> I gotta bring something up about Brock that really is speaking to Cody here. Anybody can say what they want about Cody Rhodes. Take your list of everybody that Brock Lesnar, when he returned in 2012, the people he worked with, I'm going to do as best as I can in my head to work my way through, but it was John Cena, Undertaker, a little bit of Seth Rollins, then back to John Cena, then he dealt with Undertaker in the streak again, or or the hell in a cell, (laughs) dealt with Orton, dealt with Roman a million times, which is fine, a little bit of brawn. He didn't want Dean Ambrose, and look at the shit show of what WrestleMania 32 looked like, right? That was a shit show. He didn't want Bray, and probably for good reason. He had a really, really good match with Cody. He said yes to Cody. That says a lot about Cody Rhodes, what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, Brock doesn't work with just anybody. He he literally is one of the only guys that has creative control to go, no. No, yeah, I'm right. not working with him. And, they learned it from Austin. Right? Well, that's Jesus Christ. That's so funny. That's <laughs> that's really funny. And you know what's crazy is I actually just thought about it the other day about uh, with that match with theirs. I wonder if people like Cody nowadays, you thank Brock for a match and you do a special gesture, you know, whether it's a, a gift, a phone call, things like that. Because oh, Off camera. Okay. Off-camera stuff, yeah, because gotcha. um, I just read this thing that uh, DDP, one of the biggest things Savage said that he always remembered is that after Savage put over DDP, mm. Sa- or DDP left a, a voicemail putting him over and thanking him, saying, you just made my career and I can't thank you enough. And Savage went to DDP at the following taping and said, I played that for my father and said, and said tell me one person that's ever done that for you. And he said, no one. And it's like, you know, like, there's that sign of respect. I see Cody as that guy in a way, to be honest with you. I'm like, I see him being like, Brock, thanks, man. You just made me look like a fucking million dollars. I just took a beating. 
not everybody gets a chance to do that. The only guy I can really think of outside of your main stars are is Seth Rollins, man. Rollins, no one really yeah. got to touch uh, gloves, if you will, with with Lesnar. And in Roman, it took him fucking like eighteen matches before he finally got the win. Got the real groove. Yeah, the yeah. first couple were. Eh. Um, one thing I will bring up about this match is that it used to be counting your German suplexes. Now sure. it's anything that he just throws. It's considered a suplex because uh, Michael Cole goes, well, it's a, it's a, it's a suplex. That's all right. That's like 14 now. Like it was how, or whatever number it was, <laughs> it was like just like over the head tosses. It, yeah. They were just putting numbers up and I go, are we just trying to kill the streak right now uh, of what he did to Cena? They even mentioned it because how he was throwing Cody around, they go, this is remnants of the SummerSlam. I think it was like 2014. I'll never forget that one. The one lonely kid. Let's go, Cena! As Lesnar's destroying the fuck Stop, out of Stop, he's already dead. <laughs> he's already dead! <laughs> All right, let's get out of uh, Backlash here. Moments of the week, unless you have other news. Uh, I just wanted to do, a, we haven't had a, you know, we've been fortunate enough not to have been fact-checked by Buster anymore. Uh, we haven't had any incidents yet. Uh, we'll see if he fact-checks uh, the Wembley statistics, but... Uh, I got a fact check for Buster. Uh, fact. Game 5 AHL playoffs round 2 occurred uh, on the evening of May 6th. And uh, fact, it was tied two games apiece. Fact, it was the Rochester Americans versus the Syracuse Brunch. Uh, fact, the Syracuse Brunch outshot the Amherst, uh by double, just about. And uh, finally, fact, the Rochester Americans won that game in overtime and will advance. The brunch can go home and have brunch. Suck it. Fact. Okay. Uh, (laughs) What a shout out to the intern. This guy's going to quit. All right. Uh, Let's get into some of last week's shit. Look, at not really a whole lot that was to write home about. We knew that Jungle Boy and Darby Allen were going to make it into the Fatal 4-Way. Hey, a little bit of a statistic. This four-way will be the second only multi-man AEW World Championship match. Most have been one-on-one. The only other match was at Revolution 2021 or 2020, which was Kenny Omega, Pac, and Orange Cassidy, actually. Jesus Christ, that's right. I, uh, yeah, yeah, that was. A Wasn't match. there the one with uh, where Hangman got hurt? Hangman, no, Jay White got somebody got hurt. Hangman, Jay White, Adam Kenny Cole. Omega. That was an IWGP Cole. World Championship match. Oh, We're talking yeah. just AEW. Okay. Never mind. Slow up, slow up, Buster. I know you want to come at him right now, but I got the fact <laughs> early. <laughs> but also on the show, Hikaru Shida shows up and looks like she's about to join the Outcast. Grabs the green spray paint like she's gonna tag everybody else and in comes Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter and she joins forces with them and they all the outcast get sprayed L's for losers yeah so right I got maced with the great green spray paint L for love (laughs) so that was pretty much all we really had for the week minus the fact that I took maybe mm, 8 minutes and 40 seconds away from your life yeah, it was fucking fantastic. It was fucking fantastic. Now the kids are getting involved. That's fucking great. I love it. 
And then what was up with like Jeff Hardy like thanking God in a burning field afterwards? <laughs> Our Father who art in heaven! (laughs) Apparently you didn't get the message. Stop wrestling. I didn't say praise me. I said stop drinking, asshole. (laughs) The Okay, so we're talking about the final deletion match. And I hope to God it is the final. Look it, I said this to you on text. Through text it. The Hardys were ahead of their time when it came to doing your cinematic wrestling in 2016, 2017 with the original uh, Broken Hardy saga. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic killed everything when it came to anything that is that kind of cinematic shit. So if you are going to do it in 2023, you better make this thing pretty decent so we have the firm and i don't even know who's in the firm other than big bill and stokely and ethan page and then one of the other private party guys moriarty or something no it's like oh that's right yeah something like that i don't fucking know and then you got the hardys hook and isaiah cassidy apparently moans I knew and then come. when he liter- literally just fucking goes and start starts humping the ground, all I could think of was blank man. Eh, 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 don't touch me. Eh. It would have been to- more tolerable if he was dressed up as blank man. Oh, that would have been great. And other guy. Holy shit. I would have much rather this if blank man and other guy showed up in the middle of this fucking match. Look at a couple of takeaways. We'll get into the kids part in a second. Did you get the little bit of a shout out? That Stokely gave to our show for always talking about coming to America. <laughs> that was great. He gets in the theater room and goes, ooh, I wonder if they got coming to America. And he goes, she's my queen to be. I was like, yes, Stokely is the shit. <laughs> Stokely, unfortunately, was the best part of this. He was. And then when Rebby starts yelling at him, he goes, now, because I don't understand a word you said, I'm going to take that as a sign of disrespect. <laughs> Stokely show, stole the fucking show. He did. And then he got tased by Senor Benjamin and then Matt Hardy Jr., little Maxwell, whatever, Maxwell, Maxwell, whatever, hair just as long as his father's. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of your kids. <laughs> like, yeah. Your kids with the real long hair. He beats the shit out of Stokely and does a swanton bomb off the second rope and keeps Rebby. yelling delete. Yeah, it, it, yeah, and then keeps yelling delete and Rebby goes, oh, it's time for bed, honey. That's enough. Let's go. Uh, yeah, Rebby hit me a twist of fate. A little. Yeah, that was random. That part, the line of, all right, it's time to go to bed now. Yes, the the him doing a swanton was a bit over the top. I mean, anytime you Yeah, she did Rebby the twist of fate. You know? It was... And then the wrestling... I, hang on, let me back that There up. was wrestling fucking, in this? I, no, hang on, I just realized I don't want to fucking disrespect the word wrestling. Uh, the match ended. Whatever this was, ended. And then they're all in the ring, and Hardy goes, all right, guys, see ya. And just walks away. I'm ahead of Brother Nero! Brother Nero! 
and he lights up a field of, you know, one of his mode things, which to me, I was like, is it just not catching fires? It's supposed to have the lowest right? flame in the world. It looks so barely lit. Only half of it lit up, yeah. And then all of a sudden, Jeff Hardy is like, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou. He just started talking about God. And good night, folks. We'll see you on Dynamite. <laughs> good night, folks. It was worst final deletion match ever. I sent it to you and said, look it, you got to watch us both, both for good and bad. And even as I sent it, I go, what's the good? And I go, well, you got to get this guy to watch it. <laughs> you can't be like, yeah, look at this shit show. It. If I said, just look at all this really bad shit, you're going to be like, I'm good. I've seen mud show. It wasn't great. I can't wait. You to know what is great? This one. You know what's really great, though, for me? Some news that I received over the weekend. Just bring it, bitch! Oh my god! Trying to think how I want to phrase this, okay? Uh, suck it, son. Maybe that, yeah, that, that works for now. Do you want to go ahead, give the honors, and at least... I, I get to do loud. two, bring it to the tables. Okay, so... Uh, Technically... So, so... For a while, there has been no talk of the uh, IFW, our our, our fantasy wrestling league that we dominated for four seasons in a row. Uh, Professor dropped out uh, because apparently somebody doesn't like being called son. Very Uh, light skin. And uh, I did not win this previous year. So I said, you know what? Retirement season. I either go out a champion or I just bounce. Well, the league's not happening anymore because nobody bothered to show up for the draft. I was gone one season. You fuckers couldn't even keep the shit together. (laughs) Hey, all I had to do was show up, man. All I had to do was show up. What's the best part is that this fucking, a lot of the arguments with Sun came from the fact that I want you guys to use my 1994 made website that sucks and no one can use. Yep. And as soon as you open it, your computer gets a virus. Mm-hmm. And we all said, why not just stick to, like, it ain't broke. Why are we getting rid of Facebook? Well, also, Joe, do you want to tell me what we're halfway through the season? What did you guys go back to? <laughs> we went back to the Facebook Messenger thread. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Because it was so much simpler. Everybody just ditched it, and they just started using Messenger again. It was fucking fantastic. Uh, I will say, for the hassle, obviously, I I do kind of want to have a top of wrestling draft. Just for us, the listeners, I have a little bit of fun. We throw some money in, some shit like that. People like us who, you know, and we don't have to make it as horrible. Well, you guys got to send in video promos, but then I'm going to cry because I'm laying on my couch <laughs> yeah. with my fucking shirt off. And I want to make this a reality tired. show. Kind of like The Office. Really? Yeah, we'll have Michael J. Fox fucking film it in the background. <laughs> I don't care if it was one of your kids. If it was one of your kids, I'd get him checked. All right. Why don't you tell me what you're bringing to the table this week? <laughs> okay. Uh, again, random shit that I come across. I was checking the, the Cult of Cornet Facebook page, and uh, somebody had posted a, an old, old episode of uh, the Cornet Experience, I believe it was. And it was where he tells a story about the time he almost willingly committed murder 
Uh, apparently, there was an opposing outlaw promotion rivaling Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Uh, I was like, oh, we've all heard about the McDonald's thing. Never mind. Yeah, no, right. Yeah, <laughs> that was Dairy Queen. Uh, Terry Landau. It was, was. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was Dairy Queen. <laughs> Jericho was there. Uh, yeah, Terry Landau was this promoter, and apparently they were uh, Smoky Mountain was going to do a show one day, and this Booker was on top throwing flyers down to the to the ground for his rival show. Uh, and so Cornette find out he was doing a fucking, this is how outlaw they were. They were doing it a fucking car lot, this fucking outlaw promotion, except Cornette and his wife fucking drive down there and fucking, <laughs> it just, they ended up the guy, Terry Landell ended up macing Cornette and Cornette was going to like, just run him down with his car. He ended up clipping some security guard. <laughs> It was, his, but he he just tells this story. He's like, "Yeah, I was gonna willingly commit murder. I was gonna fucking run him down with my car and kill him." <laughs> wow, I have so many things I want to say, but I got to be honest with you: if that is not the best segue into the wars, because this week Bischoff is laying down some challenges. Let's go. Wait, we can't. God damn it! I keep doing this every week. <laughs> Did you know, on this day, in history, Val Venus walked into a room and said, Hello, ladies! Let's get raw. Or nitro. I thought you were going to say that he said, Oh shit, I need to get this checked out. I mean, yeah, let's go to the wars. (laughs) Avoid the clap! Avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. There we go. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. What are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? What, we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah! You want a war? You're going to get me. Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. My God, the battle lines have been drawn! D-Generation X invades WCW tonight! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Have a nice day! We got you! Because 
If you can't do it, you'll die trying guaranteed. Yeah. Well, most of all, you've caused such heartache with me losing my wife, Terry, in Dakota. And why? Over, over a wig? Over being a freak? Well, and yet you still punish me by sticking me in the ring with Kane because I couldn't beat Stone, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You punish me every day, well that just ain't gonna get it no more. Sean Waltman, you want an apology from me? You actually show up at our offices on a Monday afternoon when I think you probably got it figured out. Even you, Sean, are smart enough to figure out I probably won't be there. And as far as the apology goes, bite me. I apologize to no one. But I've got a better idea. Because, Sean, I know you're just a little puppet. You do what... Vince McMahon tells you to do. So Vince McMahon, this is for you. I'm coming to your backyard this Sunday. That's right, where's some ass? Got a little pay-per-view thing going on. And I got a hell of an idea. Just a hell of an idea. You want me? I'm going to be in your backyard. Consider this an open invitation, Vince McMahon. You show up at Slamboree, it'll be me and you, McMahon, in the ring. Well, he's got me with that one. I buy a ticket. About it, Vinny. For what will be... Let me back that up. For what could be one of the best technical matches of all time we are leading into what is about to be for the first time ever on pay-per-view Bret Hart versus Macho Man Randy Savage but there's a stipulation it's in WCW so it's gonna suck <laughs> I can't tell you how much it bothers me like watching them lead to this match because I'm like I'm just gonna be disappointed I already know this Yep, you know what to expect. Uh, but it's a shame because if you don't know the story behind it, when Brett was champ, Randy was volleying to become a heel, get off commentary, and challenge Brett. Dear gods, could you imagine some of the fucking shit we would have got back then? And yep. I do got to throw one more thing. This has absolutely nothing to do with the wars. We've never fully talked about it, but... Remember the night that Bob Backlund beat Bret Hart at Survivor Series 94? Yep. And then Diesel won the title a couple of days later? Six seconds. For what reason could you not have still done that to Owen? Even Owen was a champion for just that time, the day or two, the six seconds. Why couldn't Owen have been in that place? They had the feud of the year with WrestleMania 10. You had SummerSlam 94. And then he's just in the corner of this 904-year-old man it was just weird. I don't know. Someone brought it up the other day, and it, it still does bother me. But back to that. Brett is now in WCW. 
I have zero expectations on anything we're about to see. I pretty much closed my eyes back in 98 because I was like, this is not the man I know. But we're leading into it. Let's go. Yeah, he had that good match with Flair, at least. We got something. And Goldberg at one point. (laughs) Jesus. So I got to ask you, I almost feel like we should start with Nitro. Because it kind of well, because we're talking it. about this, I kind of want to, to be honest with you, because yeah. uh, where this is leading, we should maybe. We're getting all zany. We're switching shit up today, everybody. Uh, Woo! Zany, you know how the war. Card is subject to change. Foreshadowing. Well, Nitro's <laughs> in Kansas City. Uh, as usual, recap of last week's main event. It's the go home show for Slamboree. Uh, if it wasn't in our notes, I'd have no fucking idea. And if you want to know this. You know where they're at, right? This is the arena that about one year from now, one year and a couple of weeks, Owen Hart is dropping in. Oh, God. Well, in that yep. case. <laughs> hey, you haven't said anything about my, my logo since we got back from break. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty proud of this. classic. It's on topic. It's topical. <laughs> fucking works. It's probably uh, one of the greatest. Do you want to explain to everybody ever. what you're seeing? Yeah, it's one of the greatest rivalries in wrestling history. It's Cody Rhodes versus the Rubber Chicken, in the guise of Peter Griffin versus the Chicken. Yeah, I feel like I'm just here as the ref of the commentator. How I look in this logo that actually kind look of at, you started works. this. You want to bring logos into this? We're doing it. <laughs> you're fucking Michael Buffer there, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Okay. All right, Gene is in the ring with Bret Hart. Uh, he calls out Savage, calls him a big chicken, sick burn, bro. Uh, and I, what I do like about it is Bret Hart saying, "Hey, he's nineteen fifty call. They want your joke back, pretty much. Yeah, uh, he's been ducking me for so so long. Uh, it's like that's that's. I mean, a good a good point. He, I don't think he really built upon it enough, but I mean, he, you know, it it is a good point because you could you could look at it that way, right? Whether it was the case sure. or not. So, uh, my favorite is he goes, you know, I'm going to put you in a sharpshooter. You know, I put you in the sharpshooter the other night. First thing that snapped was your courage. Then your chicken legs. Then a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, did he do this? Peacock had a different version than I got to watch. (laughs) Right. Uh, They come back from break jeans in the ring again just to call out the Nitro Girls. So, I just want to bring this up. We've had about, like, 10 to 15 minutes of Nitro. We don't even have any wrestlers in the ring. But go ahead. Recap promo, Nitro Girls <laughs> recap. <laughs> and then the first match. I'm not know... going to lie. Look at I got to say this. It, I, I, the short-haired one. The Nitro short-haired girl. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Do you, uh, when I was a kid, and even now, I'm just like, marry me. Kinda, not really. You know what I mean? No, I find that's fine. I, I got gotcha. you. You ever watch Arrested Development? No, I didn't. I heard it is a good show though. All right, but then you would have understood the marry me joke. But what I'm trying to say is, just every time she's there, I was like, "Yep, still got the same taste as I was kid." Boobs, <laughs> tatters, a smattering, if you will. There were several. Okay. So, by the way, it, just to bring this up, this is the go-home show for Nitro for Slamboree. Didn't I just say that? Did you? 
I did. <laughs> and I said that I, you wouldn't fucking know from their book. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. I was getting notes. ready to say something that I didn't care about what you were talking <laughs> exactly. about. Exactly. <laughs> and we're off and running. First match of the night. You've been waiting all this time for the first match of the night. And you know what you fucking get? Barry Horowitz versus Disco Dingleberry. I was happy to see Horowitz until I saw Disco. No mullet, though. Just short hair. Yeah. Looks a lot more heelish these days. Probably because he's pissed off he has to wrestle against this douchebag. Uh, all right. And we get my. I want one day where you just give me an entire top topic as to why you hate Disco Inferno so much. Uh, consider it done. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Uh, Macho comes to the ring, says if it wasn't for Brett, Hogan wouldn't have the title. He challenges Hogan. Uh, we get the Hogan sucks chance. You bald-headed reject from the glue factory, prima donna, carrot dangling motherfucker, you. It's basically what he says. Like, he kind of lost steam. He Because he, he said bald-headed, he got a pop. He let it soak in. Reject from the glue factory, I, 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 I okay. So you're like a reject horse hoof? I, you ever seen a young Fell short on me. So I just, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I don't get the reference. Uh, I love it. He Multiple times he calls the title the Wolfpack NWO World Heavyweight title. Yep. Talk about branding. Yeah, It is funny. Um, if you really think about some of their uh, references, you like reject from the glue factory, a beer, Huckleberry. Bro, it's 1998. You guys better start dropping more recent shit because... I'm not understanding it, and I'm old enough to get some of this shit, but I, it's still falling kind of short. Right. No one in the crowd's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they pop for some of it, but he says he's going to take that dangling carrot, and it's going to feel like a cactus when I shove it where the sh- sun don't shine. And that's where they started clapping again because they heard something they understood. Yep, pretty much. Uh, and actually, Kidman versus Juventud Guerrero. Reese interferes while Kidman holds on to the ref for a distraction. Kidman wins. And then Reese carries Hoovy to the back like it's fucking Andre the Giant and Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Well, here we go. He's going to flower this... her in the tower. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> One of the more famous segments from the wars. You get Bischoff coming to the ring on a motorcycle, and this is the response to DX's invasion. And some other stuff that happened, which we'll clarify once we get to Raw. Uh, he says, you know, I wonder what Vince McMahon is thinking. He's been sending his little wannabes around. He only sends them when he knows I won't be there. Sean Waltman, you want an apology? Bite me. I apologize to no one. Calls out Vince, says we're coming to your backyard this Sunday. Slamboree's going to be in Worcester, Mass., which is close to Connecticut. He said, you want me? Consider this an open invite. You show up at Slamboree, me and you in the ring. How about it, Vinny? I love it. How about it, Vinny? Jesus. You know what's funny is back then we're like, yo, that's the shit. What would you do if Tony Khan came out on Dynamite right now? I was like, Paul Levesque, Triple H, and Vince, both of you, double or nothing this Sunday, be there. You'd be like, okay, he took too much Adderall today. <laughs> like, yeah, I would. I would. When probably... Bischoff does it, we're like, oh my god. I would probably tweet him and say you might need to cut somebody from the roster to pay for your upcoming medical bills. <laughs> your upcoming rehab slash medical bills. Slash medical bills, yeah, right? Uh, and he tells the crowd, if you think he's got the guts to show up, don't buy the pay-per-view. He's not man enough to step into the ring with me. I'll be there, Vinnie Mac, and I'm going to knock you out. 
Uh, again, I think Vince showed up. I think Vince would have fucking just murdered him. <laughs> it's a bullshit ploy. I have a problem with Bischoff. Let me say why, okay? I just listened to him say why he hates CM Punk so much. And one of his biggest things is that he said Hulk Hogan is a piece of shit. That's actually one of the biggest things that he has an issue is, is that he he goes, well, he the first words he said when he came back um, on the mic is that Hogan is a piece of shit. So what do I do? I re-listened to entire Punk's uh, return first dance. Not one word was anything about Hogan, Terry, anything. Bischoff said it speaks to Punk's character in who he is for wrestling when he said the outsiders being in WCW, when Punk said it's the equivalent of him being there, when he said bash at the beach, that whole thing. Punk was referring to Danielson, Punk, Adam Cole, everybody, all in one place in one night. It was a revolution we haven't seen in forever. Jesus Christ, I mean, you choked me the fuck out giving me a hug because we were so absolutely, like, excited about it. And Bischoff was like, he's out of his fucking mind, blah, 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 right? So he goes on these weird tangents of hate and punk, and I don't know why, but where I'm going with that, you thought it was good business to challenge a guy you knew goddamn well wasn't going to show up to your pay-per-view to get buys? That's some scammy bullshit when you really think about it then, too. Like, I'll call you on your bullshit if you're, I, like, right now, I love the idea of it. But in 2023, if you're going to shit on everything that some people do, then I have to go back and look at your work that you did. Yeah. Fair enough. Just want to say that because this is cool. But as I'm watching it, I'm like, he would hate it if Tony Khan did this right now, where Vince or anybody called out AEW. Yeah, probably. Just, just me personally. That's my thought. We can move on, but I will say, yeah, dude, this is his response to the, uh, the Jeep, not the tank, the Jeep, the Jeep yep. showing up, and I just got my last thing to say to this is him hating on X-Pac. I'm like, he must really never have wanted him in WCW to begin with. Right. Wow. A lot of hate I don't even know what they're like today, but he really hates him. <laughs> he does. Yeah, and it turns out <clears throat> through all uh, Waltman's, uh, you know, shit that he went through, he's actually uh, a really solid dude from what I hear these days now. So, you know, X-Pac heat, but now he's actually a decent dude. Uh, I, mean, I guess everybody can change, right? It's really funny you say it because there's a girl from Rochester I know. She's a mega wrestling fan. Her name is Amy, and I, I think she does listen every now and then to the show. And she had actually said that she has pictures six times that she's met X-Pac, and he's not a brush-you-off kind of guy like, here, I'll just take your picture and run away. He'll chat. He's cool. Hmm. And he's down to earth. I'm like, I kind of wouldn't mind meeting him. Like, I feel like he'd be like, like, if you had to give me 10 people to meet all time, someone like him I'd like to meet because I'm like, you were in the middle of both wars, both uh, shows. Him or Jericho would be the one when it comes to the wars of being on both sides. But it, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of his and it sucks that he has the X-Pac heat. I still don't understand it. I like him. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get a better idea once we finish up on the wars. We'll see. Yeah, that may be too. 
All right, so Alex Wright shows up, uh, interrupts the Nitro Girls, gets dragged off again. Eugene Nagata versus Scott Norton. Norton wins. Gene's on the ramp pushing the hotline. Get a recap of Hennig joining the Wolfpack. Hugh Morris versus Jim Powers and a 15-second squash. Goldberg had a longer match tonight. Nash and Conan come to the ring through the crowd. Nash says two years ago, Hall and I formed what's now known as the NWO. Hogan was making a movie. He saw the train leaving, and he decided to jump aboard. There's only one NWO, and that's the boys wearing the black and the red. <laughs> then he says, like, this this was uh, this seems, like, so convoluted. I, Conan broke into Bischoff's office and saw his itinerary. He sees him and Hogan are going out to flying out of KC tonight. Uh, come out here and say, yes, Mr. Nash, you're bigger, younger, stronger, definitely sexier. Apologize. Take off that black and white. From now on, it's Nash's world order. Hogan. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Hogan. You don't listen to Mac 10. It's for life, not for life. <laughs> and it's not too sweet. It's too sweet. And then they play him off with music and Nash just continues cutting the promo until he's like, oh, I guess that's a rap. They cut us off. I know it was like the Oscars. <laughs> he was still talking and he kept going. And I was like, even... Uh, were they even like, okay, he's rambling. He just went into the Mac 10 thing for no reason. I don't know what that's all about. Yeah, he's a West Coast rapper. He was popular at the time. No, I get it. I'm oh, saying okay. like, it, it, it's Thug life. like, okay, he's going off. He, this is random. It says nothing to do with wrestling anymore. Yeah, thug life. That's all it comes <laughs> down to, I guess. Well, that's it for hour one. Let's go into hour two. You get Ultimo Dragon. I can't versus- wait. We got two more. John, no, Johnny Swinger, Dragon wins. Uh, they further the Chavo Eddie thing. Chavo actually shoves Eddie down to the ground. So they're starting to build that tension some more. Dusty comes out and decides to cut a promo out of nowhere. <laughs> so, okay, before you say this, we haven't seen Dusty in a minute. No. I think Since we saw him in ring, but he didn't say anything. He did that heel turn. Yep. And then was around for like a week or two and then nothing yep to me right now i want you to say what you're gonna say for his promo and i already have what i think is the reason of the promo go ahead before this night is over baby before all the tickets are turned in nash is gonna be in your face hogan he calls out Bischoff uh, for firing. Oh, uh, you quit? I was into this. <laughs> oh well, it's just a wait a minute. <laughs> Hall's at home where he's going through. He's going through a time where he has fighting through a personal problem. He will be a slamboree, macho man. You need to stop bitching. And then I stopped taking notes because he kind of just rambled on. So uh, this to me was I'm um, losing the word I want to call it. Damage control. This is pre-damage control. We haven't seen Hall in several weeks. Mm-hmm. Watching this Dusty promo made me go, huh. He was putting Hall over. Right. I'm curious of something. So, I skipped ahead and glanced at only this match of Slamboree. And, yep, yep, yep. There's a reason this dude had to come out and kind of pre-put him over. Saying, you guys are giving this man a hard time. And he's going through stuff and blah, blah, blah. And as soon as I seen Scott Hall walk out, I go, that's not Scott Hall. 
uh, here's our turn here. And I don't mean any in a negative way. I'm saying like, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's the time we're going to watch this shit. And unfortunately, <sighs> again, Bischoff being Mr. I'm a, the best promoter, fuck Tony Khan and everybody else and what they do and blah, blah, blah. You're about to play this out on TV because you thought it was worth ratings. You cunt. Is, or Vince that? Russo. I don't care whoever it was. Right. Fuck, all, fuck them all for even about to do this thing because I think Dusty starting this is the beginning of the storyline. They're like, well, he's an alcoholic, so fuck it. Let's play into it. Was, is it that noticeable? That bad, huh? As soon as he walks out, I'm promising you, I all you need to see is him. It's not like he's a, a, a pure mess, but when he comes to walk out, he does a weird stumble, and Nash throws his arm right around his shoulder. Like, a, hey, hey, buddy, come here. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he was okay, but it was like one of those, it could have been also, you know, because maybe he hasn't been out in front of a crowd, could have been weird jitters, and he got a little shaky. I, and I mean that for real. Right. But the fact that he hasn't been on TV has been notably gone, but they keep talking about his personal problems. It's It's about to show. Wow. Yeah, not right. excited about it. Yeah, no shit, right? If he was alive today, I'd be like, cool. Louis could talk about not cool. But like but it like sucks even more that he's that he's dead. So how about the fact that we get two Rhodes promos on two different shows on the same night? Oh. And both are pretty goddamn impactful. Except yeah. the crowd really in, impacts the other one. All right, we'll talk about it. <laughs> All right, Goldberg squashes Len Denton. Then we get Gene in ring with J.J. Dillon. He's with Raven. Raven, Raven has filed a grievance. Uh, the attack with the uh, guy with the drink tray, DDP's attack on him. Uh, there's another attack on MTV. Uh, Raven's attorney made a point that he works in an unsafe work environment, and that's a breach of contract. Gene goes, unsafe environment as a pro wrestler? <laughs> Good point, Gene. Good point. For real. <laughs> so it's Dylan like the says, most like kayfabe thing you really shouldn't point out, but it's also fucking awesome. <laughs> Dylan says WCW will provide four riot officers to protect you on our dime. Officers come out in Halloween costumes, followed by the uh, flock. Yeah, uh, they're gonna uh, Raven and DDP are gonna have a match at Slambury, a Bowery death match. It's in a cage and it's last man standing. Um. He says, there's been internal strife between Hammer and Saturn. Saturn, you lost, but if you got anything to say, come out and say it. Uh, Kidman says, Hammer is the biggest loser and the flock flocks and beats the shit out of Hammer. Saturn's back in and Hammer's out. Uh, and then Jerry Flynn just runs out of nowhere and attacks Saturn and they're going to have a match. Man, I'm not going to lie. They're like, Jerry Flynn. I'm like, there's Jerry Lynn and then there's Jerry Flynn. And Jerry Flynn is no Jerry Lynn, but when he you is hear no Jerry, Jerry Lynn. Flynn, you think Jerry Lynn. Yeah, so be it. Saturn won. No, but it was more of like, I was like, is this Jerry Lynn? No, wasn't. Right? No, it most certainly was not. We have Jerry Lynn at home. We have Jerry Flynn <laughs> at home. <laughs> Uh, we got a recap of uh, Fit Finley winning the TV title. And we get Fit Finley versus Rage of High Voltage. Uh, Booker T prevents Chaos from getting involved. Benoit runs in. Finley retains. Dylan and the Stooges break it up. Dylan says he's tired of it. Benoit, Booker, your matches for later are canceled. You're going to face each other instead. There must be a winner, and that winner will face Fit Finley <laughs> for the title at Slamboree. 
Lenny Lane versus DDP. DDP's ribs have been taped up for like six months. Thank you so much. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm so glad that it caught you this week because I go, he is the Colin Delaney of 1998 where you're always taped up at some point. And I was like, his ribs, like, get a fucking surgery or something, man. Yeah, like, yeah, take tape's not off, doing bro. it. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah, uh, he had that, that kind of avalanche cutter, uh, I, you know, where they're, I, I can't believe it. It bothered you so much this week that it sa- it was at the same time it bothered me. As soon as I saw, it, I go, this motherfucker in his tape. I think the only Sorry. time we brought it up is when we said that Duggan had all that extra tape. So he's just like, well, we got to use it. <laughs> but how much did he have? Apparently a lot. Um, he cuts a, DDP cuts a promo on Raven, and it was fucking terrible uh, because of this line right here. Not only will I bang you at Slamboree, come out here and we will see who can bang right now. Phrasing. I just got horny. <laughs> Probably those right cops. Me. Uh, DDP. It's DDP, not DP. D and the P. Oh, never mind. Moving here, on to here. hour three. <laughs> this is one of our best looking things ever. Smile. Screenshot. Hey. Yeah, hey. This is fucking fantastic. <laughs> hour three. Hogan Bishop. Hogan Bishop. Disciple Vincent and Adams to the ring. Hogan has to put over his new movie. Three ninjas. Jesus. And the fact that he's filming a sequel to Assault on Devil's Island. I still haven't watched the first one. I don't think it's available on any uh, platforms. That tells you anything. Best movie of all time. Probably. Should be a movie of the week. Probably will be in the near future. Uh, He accepts Macho's challenge for the title. He calls out Nash. Nash comes out by himself. Nash Nash and Hogan had a little bit of back and forth. I was going to try to type it out. Nash goes, Hogan, take your wife's sunglasses off. Hogan. (laughs) Hogan says, why don't you take your sister's shirt off? Why are you checking me out? <laughs> just this weird bag. Of- all right, all right let's stop this. talking. All right, let's all stop doing it. We're saying things we don't mean. <laughs> uh, I'm giving you one chance to let everyone know you got it twisted while I was away. I'm the leader. That's what Hogan says. And uh, Nash says, I ain't apologizing for nothing. You can go through your three stooges to get to you if I have to. And Hogan says, well, we got a big gun you can't handle. Now, honestly, for a second, just because I don't remember when it happens and the circumstances under which it happens, I was waiting for the fucking Ultimate Warrior to come running out. (laughs) No, I'm not going to lie. As soon as he said the big gun, I go, oh, my God. Today is the first day of the rest of our lives. It is the beginning of Big Show turns because, oh yeah, right. This dude was kicked out of the NWO, beat up, and totally against him. And all of a sudden, I got a big gun. Like nothing ever fucking happened on Nitro in the last several like year. He's like, oh, this big. Big, big, beefy mansion. I'm back, baby. <laughs> he missed the beefy mansion, man. He had to get back. Uh, yeah, it's fucking giant. 
He's out. He beats down Nash, rips off his shirt. They spray paint him. Wolfpack comes to the ring, including Dusty. Dusty to run off uh, black and white. So that's that. Where I'm going with this is that Big Show, Paul White, the Giant, shows up in November. Or I'm sorry, uh, February of '99. We are right now in May of '98. Betcha. Anything this dude is about to turn back to face at some point before we he makes it over to the WWE. I wouldn't be surprised. That's why I said this is the beginning of the turns. I'm so excited. Start keeping a fucking we, we should start keeping a fucking tracker from here. Like their special episodes just for this reason. Uh no, I'm just saying. We'll just start like naming counter. each episode Big Show Turn One. Big Show Turn well, no. Two. <laughs> Well, we'll just say if we talk about it, we just get a little bell and the counter changes. Well, it's the big turn. We'll say number one was 511-98-Nitro. I'm fucking keeping track of these from now on. Anyway, we get a recap of Jericho's promo on Malenko from last week. He's back in the ring with Gene this time. He's got the frame again, but it's wrapped in like uh, bubble wrap, kind of not bubble wrap, but you know, protective shit. And he wrote on marker, he drew like the fragile symbol, and he put glass muy fragile. <laughs> this it is a uh, fragile, fragile. This, I believe, is the first time he refers to himself as the Ayatollah of rock and roller. So it is that he has on Ikea's wrap. He's got Hoovy's mask around his neck, and then he's got a mannequin leg with a knee brace. So he starts cutting the promo. He's like, yeah, I'm like a collector. I got this. I got this. The mannequin with the brace was Mysterio's knee. That he <laughs> Fucking hilarious. You got to visualize it somehow. I do have to throw out there something else he's doing more now. It happened in the last couple of weeks, and I did it in one of our uh, soundbite promos. The ever... He's oh, holding yeah. the Evers. He's starting to hit those a little hard, too. Like, Jericho's really coming into what a lot of people really remember him right before coming into WWF. So yep. it's kind of fun to watch this all evolve right now, especially the Ayatollah of rock and roll. This is the first time he's saying it. I remember this being a very consistent thing in WCW, but you're right. It's the first time. Yeah, and there's more shit to come, too, so it'll be good. Yeah, this was a weird. Basically, Jericho's saying he wants to retire the Cruiserweight title because he's the greatest ever. Dylan interrupts. He says, I signed a match for Slamboree, a 15 Cruiserweight Battle Royal. Winner gets a shot at the title at Slamboree. Jericho seems not happy, but he's like, wait a minute. So 15 people, one guy's got to go through 14 people and then face me later? I like those odds. I'll take it. <laughs> it was it was pretty, you know, it, it was sensical. Imagine that. One of the few things Do Nitro. you remember anything about this no if i'm I, i'm guessing this is where malenko returns all right well since we're gonna spoil it that way no it is <laughs> not like we're fucking breaking news to anybody here exactly this is it is and, and, and oh god it's in such good fashion i can't wait to talk about it next week for slambury you the more you look at it this pay-per-view is not that bad not yep. a bad pay-per-view, like, overall with things that were going on. But, dude, the return of Malenko, it's been huge. And Jericho's been holding his own because Malenko's father just died. He's been taking his time off during all of this. And Jericho's doing the work. 
He's laying so much groundwork that when Malenko returns, it is going to be amazing. So, yeah, you got it. It's next week. I can't wait for it. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, Malenko's always been over, so this is just kind of oh, taking the cake. He touches his wrist. <laughs> well, speaking of Malenko, his brother Joe shows up, um, and uh, Jericho calls Joe Shooter. Uh, Jericho says, all right, you can take the picture. You can take the picture, which he's defaced, like drawn a mustache on and everything. And then Jericho just attacks Joe with the mannequin leg and then the picture, and that's it. That's the segment. Next, one of the most interesting things I saw, Glacier's backstage cutting a promo, talking about his finisher, the cryonic kick. Don't use my move or I'll take you out. So naturally what happens is there's a match. It's Sick Boy versus Glacier. Glacier hits the cryonic kick. The ref is down. This is so fucking kind of... This is the WCW we're used to, all right? Listen to what I'm going to tell you. Glacier hits that finisher he's talking about. The ref is down, though. Saturn comes in and hits the move on Glacier. It's just a super kick. The ref comes to. Sick boy gets rolled on top of Glacier. The ref calls to. Glacier kicks out, but the bell rings. Nobody knows what's going on. Glacier hits the cryonic kick again and gets the win. And then Saturn. WCW has finals, baby. There you go. Uh, Fucking top tier right there. Recap, Steiner segment from last week. Gene on the ramp with Gene. Don't know why I fucking wrote that. Uh, it's actually Luger he's on the ramp with. Oh, oh Jesus <laughs> Christ. Was, did you say Gene was on the ramp with Gene? Oh That's my. how I typed it. <laughs> What's crazy is that my mind was like, all right, envision. What does it look like? When did it happen? Nope, that didn't happen. Wait, that's weird. <laughs> that didn't happen. Uh, he's asked about the Steiner's beef. He talks about the NWO instead, saying, uh, and then he says, Luger says, Rick had to have sh- shoulder surgery. Remember, they did attack the shoulder last week. Uh, and he wants a match against either Brian Adams or Scott Steiner or both at Slambury. He asks Dylan to do it. And that's it. Next. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was giving you a thumbs up. That's oh, okay. It. Hard to see with, uh, you know, Peter, it was right in Peter Griffin's crotch. It was kind of hard to see. I really uh, like this. <laughs> I love it, too. I think it should stay. <laughs> Next is Benoit versus Booker T. Some matches you just watch. Benoit wins. It's a good match. We get our main event. It's Macho versus Hogan for the world title. Buffer says this is uh, the greatest and what could be the greatest WCW Monday night ever. I don't know about that. Some matches you just fast forward through. That's true. Brett interferes while Disciple distracts the ref. Hogan retains. This is a shit show. Nash runs out. Hogan powders. Piper follows him. Doesn't want to fight Nash. Macho gets the win by DQ. He calls out Brett Hart for sucker sucker punching him. Piper's going to be the ref for Macho and Brett Hart. Giant comes to the ring. Sting comes is in the rafters, and that's that. I'm okay now that I'm done doing the wars. You can distract me with you giving head to the chicken and whatever else you're doing. I was choking the chicken. I'm choking the chicken that's fighting Peter Griffin. I'm sorry. Let's go to Raw. You're a child. You know that. Yeah, just a child. You chose to do this podcast. You're like, hey man, you want to do a podcast together? Sure. I was drunk at the time. So was I, and I said yes. 
and here we are. It's like a marriage, like, fuck, we just, we didn't mean to do this, but we're going to write it out because neither of us want to break the other person's heart. <laughs> marriage of regret. Well, it does say the top of Joe. It's all I see right now is just you and your <laughs> fucking face. All right, let's go. Raw. Did you say raw? Or nitro. Or nitro. Oh, that's right. Yeah, see, I'm confused. I got to the end of the notes because I put raw first. Wow. I was chicken like, nuggets. hang on. I'm pretty sure we didn't do raw. I mean, like, I know I had a chicken nugget or two before we after, You know, after getting right, through, that's why we usually do nitro lasses because it's a fucking, once you get through it, you don't want to talk about it anymore. But raw, I think, was a little bit better. It's in Baltimore. Uh, McMahon comes to the ring. Austin's going to have to. Yeah, it's already better because Owen didn't die in this arena. Jesus Christ. And Benoit didn't kill his family, but you don't see me fucking complaining. <laughs> I have a lot I could say, but I'm just going to. Yeah. Choke the chicken. Choke the chicken. Austin has to wrestle on a tag match tonight. McMahon introduces the number one contender for the world title. It's Dude Love. Uh, And I guess it's Dude Love. He comes out. He's in a suit and a tie. Combed his hair. Shaved. Has his dentures in. (laughs) All the teeth are in. Even Jim Ross goes. Oh, wow, he's really dressed up. All his teeth are in tonight. <laughs> yeah, Mick doesn't have, hasn't had teeth for fucking 20 years. <laughs> they called it out a couple times, yeah. It was fucking hilarious. He puts some glasses on. He's carrying the Wall Street Journal. He says he's an educated man, a lover of women, a leader of men, surprisingly good dancer for a big man. <laughs> Dude, love has lost his smile, but with your support, I found that smile. He hugs McMahon. And uh, McMahon says, well, I got a surprise for you. Your uh, guest timekeeper for your title match is Briscoe. There's a sign that says, lick my nuts, Vince. Oh, my God. I couldn't stop laughing. As soon as I saw it, I go, please tell me it's going to make it to <laughs> the peacock. Lick my nuts, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, I don't know if we're making a tally of best signs since watching this, but that's number one right now. <laughs> so, I, so, okay, I got to make a note about that, too. Best signs, Best signs from the war. So here's the thing. Not all the time, but most of the time when I put it in my notes, I, I type sign, colon. So if I can go through all my notes and just type search for sign and I'll get a good amount of results. So add it to the fucking list. I got it. Oh, my God. It was so hysterical. You're right. Just- yeah. Lick my nuts, Vince. I was like, <laughs> I swear I go, That's, there's no way it's going on the peacock. <laughs> Apparently they don't edit signs or, or don't do it that much. Uh, yeah, so your, uh, your guest uh, announcer is going to be Patterson. And the guest ref Ugh. points to the ramp. Hit the music. Nothing. Vince leaves. Patterson announces the guest ref as the best there was, the best there is, and the best that ever will be. Vince McMahon and McMahon comes out in that sleeveless ref shirt puffing out his chest. But it's funny you said the best there was, the best there is. That's how Patterson says it. Yep. And it bothers me because I'm like, it is the best there is, the best there was. I'm like, or was that your way of not stirring too many pots with suing someone at this point? Yeah, right. Could be. Yeah, either way. You know, he's Canadian, so he's a little off. Hey. Eh. Kevin Kelly's backstage. Did, didn't he? What's that? Hmm? Hmm? 
Did anyway. Patterson, like, yeah. I uh, yeah I, I, allegedly, I I don't know how much I mean. I mean he definitely uh, was a pillow biter. OJ allegedly killed his family, and we all watched on TV some <laughs> things that broke down. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. All right, please. I I don't have any other topical references <laughs> to bring. Up. All right, Kevin Kelly's backstage waiting for Austin. Sable walks right past him. Uh, then we see DX in Atlanta at the WCW slash TBS offices. So. It kind of, uh, it, it's kind of like when they were, you know, at the arena. They they, they had the uh, Jeep again, uh, but they actually go up to the door. Security stops them, and they're just shooting the shit, and the security guy's kind of, you know, all right, just move aside, let these people in, and all that shit. So we'll revisit that later. It's basically still stuff from last week. It's yeah. just now bleeding into this week. Right. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, Kevin Kelly's backstage garage door opens. It's Al Snow with head. I love it. So I have tickets. Not only have we watched some really iconic things happen in the Monday Night Wars, but we've actually watched the exit of Leaf Cassidy and the entrance of Al Snow. That's where we're at in this, this show. I just want you to know that. Pretty crazy. Fucking like 513 hours of wrestling. It is now. Yeah. So uh, he has tickets and uh, <laughs> Kevin Kelly's like, uh, back that way to the right. He looks at head. I told you it was that back that way to the right. I told so you, you it was the other way. <laughs> <clears throat> Next you get Vader versus Barry Windham. Vader wins. Yeah. Kelly's backstage again as Austin arrives, tells him what's going on with the match for, uh, was it no way? No. I already fucking forgot the name of the pay-per-view. No way Over out, the edge. Maybe. Over the edge, yeah. Same fucking difference. And, uh, yeah. It says, uh, this is bull crap. And he, the best part is, where the hell is Vince? Where's the dumb bastard at? He takes the mic from Kelly. But it's a corded mic, so he gets so far and it kind of starts pulling. He's like, give me some slack, damn it. <laughs> could have just dropped the mic, man. He could have kept walking. We would have Exactly. Uh, Hawk versus Skull. Skull wins on the roll-up, but it's not really Skull. It's the eight ball. They do the switcheroo. There you go. At least we got Soon to see Soon to be known as Bella Twin Magic. <laughs> <laughs> DX is back at the WCW office. Uh, hey, we can't film because this is not public property, but they actually get in and do film. Uh, it's weird. They're talking with security officers. They're talking with fans. The food court was beautiful there. I got to say that at least, you know. Um, yeah, so that's that. Another Edge vignette. And we get a v- we get a VTR of Bradshaw hanging out with Taka Michinoku. Taka is in the driver's seat. They're smoking cigars. He's teaching them how to drive. Put it in drive. Let's go. Taka throws it in reverse. They go back and starts slapping him with the cowboy. You almost killed me. He almost runs over a bunch of people with the car. Then it just shows, it cuts to a scene of them coming back into the garage and they get jumped by Kai and Tai. Bad and Asian driving. So we can't talk about how all Persians instinctively sell cell phones? <laughs> That's... It's from the league. <laughs> All right, we got a lot of wars left. <laughs> right. Jarrett versus Jarrett versus Farouk with Bradshaw. Nation jumps Farouk and Blackman. Jeff Jarrett attacks Blackman. Hooray! We got a ringside shot of Tony Siragusa. Remember that dude? 
Offensive lineman for the Ravens. Oh, that's who he was. I thought it was yeah. the fat guy that used to do like Bush impressions or some shit like that. That that. Fat oh yeah, from Med TV or some shit. That's who I thought it was yeah. when they first showed him. I was like, oh okay. Yeah. Fat guy. Austin comes to the ring. He doesn't give a rat's ass about Vince stacking the deck. At least you can do is bring your yellow carcass out here and give me a little bit of info. Vince is on the Jumbotron. Who, ah, we don't know. Just they're doing the play dumb thing, and then they do the hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil thing. Um, yeah, you can't cover your ass because that's where I'm going to stick this belt. Because Stone Hey, We get a mashup of all the recent Valvinas vignettes. Valvinas vignettes. That's a. Never mind. Next. We get a five-star classic, quite possibly the best match we've seen during the wars. Sable versus Marrow. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've put this match on throughout the years. <laughs> One of my favorite parts is Sable comes out. You know, she's dressed. She's got the sports bra on and everything. And Jerry starts getting all excited. We haven't gotten to puppies yet, but it's at that level how much he's freaking out. Jay goes, easy, Uncle Jerry. Yo, the fact that he even calls him Uncle Jerry. (laughs) Sit on my lap and tell me what sixth grade has been like this year. Yeah, he's done that several times. He's done that several times already. I know. Just. Oh, my God. Sable and Mero do a little bit of dancing, you know, you know, around the ring. And Sable gets on the mic out of nowhere. I never thought you'd let it go this far. Mero runs her down and picks her up for the TKO, puts her down. Tells Sable, you know, you need to apologize for trying to ruin my career. Dick kick from Sable. And what did fucking uh, JR? JR goes, oh, gave her the old Galata. <laughs> Which is pretty topical at this time Very because Galata was dropping people by the dick left and right. Right. I remember yeah. uh, that one match, yeah, where they all threw the chairs in the ring riding afterwards. That was fucking insane. Bo Galata won Madison Square Garden. Yep. Holy shit. I, yeah, well, we could get into that another day. That's, oh my God. I'll yeah. never forget watching that. Crazy. Topical at the time. Yeah, she hits a sable bomb. Where are the shovels? Because we're going to need him to bury Marrow. <laughs> uh, Taker heads to commentary on it unexpectedly, goes after Lawler for all the uh, shit talk interview from the last week. Uh, he choke slams him, sets up the tombstone, but Kane comes out. It's a bearer promo from the ramp. He says, I'm going to prove I'm Kane's father. You didn't believe me that Kane was alive. He is. You don't believe me that I'm Kane's father. I'm going to prove it. And Taker's like, and it, so they leave, and Taker's like, all right, well, I'm going to hit this dude with a tombstone now and hits the tombstone on Lawler and fucking bounces. Al Snow comes to commentary to take Lawler's place for a second. JR's like, what are you doing here? This could get you in trouble. Security comes to him. I need to see Vince. I need to see Vince. Snow, like, sneaks past. Um, security goes into the ring for a second and then just bounces through the crowd. That's it. I need to talk to Vince. I need, I need to, to talk, talk to Vince. Vince. And we have to notably say this dude is wearing the Job Squad shirt, by the way. Yep. Mm-hmm. <sighs> is it, uh, now, what's crazy is... Is when I think of the Attitude Era, 
he's actually a person that comes to mind because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god, hardcore shit, this that, right? But then I'm like, when I saw him, I was like, ooh, all right, I'm all right. Look at man, rewatching this shit may make me end up liking the Attitude Era a bit more. Who knows? You so far, know. I'm into it, but. Hang there's on, there's time left on this, this show yep. alone. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, so DX is finishing up at CNN slash WCW. Uh, then they come to the ring. Six mentions Bischoff's promo uh, about, you know, showing up at fucking Bischoff's office. Uh, Owen interrupts, says, we have unfinished business. Owen comes to the ring with the nation. Uh, the nation comes out, and it's funny because the, the nation music has Rock doing his catchphrases at the beginning. Uh, so he says, "No, your role." Do you role, smell what you know, the rock is cooking? Rock is cooking, laying. Yep, laying the smack down. So that's cool. So we do end up getting Owen versus Triple H, and now Cornette comes on to commentary. Uh, this was a shit show, no contest match. They show commentary. <laughs> Music hits, and Cornette's like, "What the hell is this?" You know, they they don't give us formats anymore. <laughs> Um, yeah. Do you want to take this one? Because I know this is uh, one of your favorite parts of the evening. Nope. All you. All me. Because I have no idea what's happening. Gold dust. And not even. Oh, gold this. Dust yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, no. I'll let you take it. I just want to take what. I just don't know if Peacock was there. Okay, we'll find out. Go ahead. You you talk about this night. We'll, we'll find out. It's not really gold dust that comes out. It's actually Dustin Rhodes that comes out. He's got an oil drum. He's got a gas can. He's got his gear as gold dust, gold dust gear. Uh, and he's got the wig. Uh, and he just throws it all into a fucking oil can, pours gas on it, and lights it. Vince McMahon, I've worked too damn hard for you for three years. What I don't have is the dignity that comes with the Rhodes name because of your sick imagination. He says Dusty's name, obviously. Uh, he says, cause such heartache with me losing my wife and child. And why? Over a wig, over being a freak. You punish me by sticking me in the ring with Kane. Gold dust dies tonight. Or does he? Uh, and then what I really liked how he closed it out is he goes, you will never forget the name of <sighs> Dustin. Yeah, okay. Doesn't he become seven soon in WCW? Yeah, by the way, I'm Uncle Fester now. <laughs> Uh, if you know our show you know the movie Body Slam that's my reference that's all I need to give you here so there I'm not sure in the Peacock version or not but my version clear as day and you can find it on some YouTube versions as well as probably well what you heard earlier and Vince McMahon do you want to know why? Because you're a maggot! <laughs> and there's one reason you don't know why. Because you're a fucking maggot! <laughs> Dude, there's just one person that raises his hand and was like, Crowd, I got it. Everybody shut your mouth. I got this under control. Holy shit. Loud. Clear. Maybe they lowered it on the pickaxe, but oh man, it was pretty strong in the version I heard. I go... Yo, I'm pretty sure I just heard the really hard, hard, hard F. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, yeah, there's been signs that I've seen that say that. Apparently, that was a real popular word back then. I don't know. Hey, Vince, lick my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was one that said Vince is a maggot the one week. There was. Oh, times were simpler. Never mind. Please, let's just. <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> All right. Next, you get the Funk Brothers versus Kai and Ty in a handicap match. Taker and Brad, Taka and Bradshaw come out. It's a DQ. Uh, Vince is shown in the locker room talking to Austin's tag partner, but you can't see who it is because the doorway is blocking it off. Uh, we see Al Snow in the parking lot. They won't let him in. We go to our main event. It's Rock and D'Lo versus Austin and the mystery partner. Vince is on the mic from the back. He uh, says he's going to announce Austin's partner. And it's Vince. At one point, Austin slams the Stooges' heads together. We get a double clothesline. Austin goes for a tag, but instead he gives a double bird to McMahon. Austin cleans house. Vince hits Austin with a lariat. Vince is in the Stooges' attack, but he fights back. Dude Love comes in. Then Dustin comes in out of nowhere. Then DX comes in. Then a bunch of other people came in, and that was the end of Raw. I think we're going to start getting this a lot more coming up. Fuck you, Vince. I'm not going to wear your wig. Like, I'm going to come running in the middle of your main event right here with everybody else. <laughs> You're right. It is going to get real weird and zany. It's funny. About this time of year last year is when all of a sudden it was the... Uh, Austin, LOD, and Gold Dust versus the Hall of Canadians. Yeah. Now all of a sudden Vince is here. Uh, Gold Dust is like, all right, forget that I've been I've been dressing like Marilyn Manson and check a couple of weeks in a row. Uh hey everybody, I'm back. It's old Dustin. I'll wear the Boga dots. <laughs> Wrestling is weird. All right, let's go to the top topic. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... Best there is, the best there was, and the best that there ever will be. Hold two, arm bar. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Hold three, the moss-covered, three-handle family credential. It's me, Austin. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. I did it for the rock. This week's top topic. You know something mean, Gene? John Cena. Wrestling's not fake. <laughs> the Rolex wearing what? Diamond ring wearing what? Kiss stealing. Woo! Wheeling dealing. What? Limousine right. What? Jet flying. What? Son of a gun. Woo! Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. If you smell. The card is subject to change. As is the top topic. You're going to get your your TNA. And no, 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 I'm not talking about... I got excited for a second there. Yeah, I know you did. You're already on a different website. We're going to get to Impact. We're going to get to TNA. We're going to get to Dixie Carter's fucked ups. But what I really want to talk about first is today we are changing our topic. I want to talk wrestling. That sounds weird to you probably. But 
We had a, a show about maybe, oh, close to a month ago now, where we said, ah, let's not have a topic. And that's something I deeply regret. So, <laughs> you know, I know today is kind of in the same vein, but at least we're in the same topic, you know. And since we are looking at the top of Joe podcast, <laughs> let's let's at least get into wrestling for us. You know, one of our very first episodes, or at least our trailer, we talked about the state of wrestling. And I do want to get into that. <clears throat> I do want to get into a little bit of that, but that's something we kind of bring up on a weekly basis. But we're going to make this a free-for-all. And my first question to you is... Why do you hate Glenn Gilberti so goddamn much? I just think he's a twat. I don't think he was okay, ever fair really... enough. I'm with you. All right, let's move on. One of the boys. <laughs> I hate the fucking gimmick. Um, it's not even that he was really that shitty of a wrestler. I mean, he was proficient, I suppose. Um, I just heard, you know, uh, I heard that story about Big Show farting in his face. I think that sums up the kind of person he is, because he's the kind of person that deserves that <laughs> all white fart in your face. And if you just look at his Twitter presence, he's more insufferable than fucking Bischoff and every AEW mark out there. It's funny, man, because the more the time goes on, I'm actually really, really, really starting to hate Bischoff. I mean, I, I don't, I never had much of an issue for him before, but the more he just shits on today's stuff or it really, really CM Punk, to be honest with you, and I know that sounds like I'm just a major mark, but fuck it, whatever, man. I'll, I'll stand behind the guy. And I hate that Bischoff is the way he is because I'm like, without your standout people who are willing to go against the grain. All you have is a bunch of robots doing the same thing, cut, you know, copy and paste, right? It's all we've seen in wrestling. I'm always going to be a punk guy, but I hate that Bischoff is totally against him, which makes me be become very bitter watching the, the wars, as I've already said to you. Um, we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but let me ask you, does AEW need punk right now? Yes. Yes, I mean, yes. I mean, you know, I know that was a bit of a delayed response, but I mean, the, the easy answer is yes. <laughs> no, it could, but it's also a loaded answer, too. Yep. That's why you're, that, That's why I know your delayed response. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one, he is he's the biggest star in that company, if he's there. He's the biggest star. He will attract the most viewers. Um, he's, he's one of the few that really understands the business and does what's right. You're not going to like everything he does, you know. Some of it just might be the environment. You kind of got to roll with the punches, but... I, I think he's the one that just really just brings that legitimacy. He's one of the few people. He's one of the shining stars. You know, one of the bright spots. Do you think that Chris Jericho is playing people, we'll say it, you know, or playing kayfabe or whatever, when it comes to his opinion of punk? I think he lives in such a fantasy world, he doesn't know what's reality anymore. What has he become? I mean, he's, you know, betrayed everything that he's ever loved and pushed it all away. Sorry. Sorry. I, I'll, I'm going to go sit in the uh, corner. I'll, I'll give it a six. The next couple of minutes. I'll give it a six. <laughs> um, I don't know, man, because I, I want Punk to be able to 
come back and succeed. But, you know, I, I said I rewatched his first dance. And, you know, not only does he have a lot of guys he, wanna work, he wants to work with, but he has a lot of scores. There's a couple of scores to settle backstage. What other scores were there besides Jerichoism, in my opinion? And even back then, I was like, the first person I go, Jericho? Okay, keep that feud going. So I think that Jericho's been playing kayfabe throughout this while everything's been going on with the brawl out. I'm, I'm genuinely just curious as to where they're going with everything, man. Like, I... I what if Punk yeah. doesn't show up? What if? Because I'm like, it to me, I think AEW's fucked. Yeah, I mean, it's not great. Um, you know, I mean, we've said it. I mean, I've said this a bunch. I'm sure you've said it a bunch, too. It's frustrating because, let's be honest, you know, I started getting into New Japan when I heard about Omega's matches. You've been watching New Japan for a while. So we started talking a lot about that. Um you know, we kind of both, you know, started watching it a lot more and knowing a lot more of these indie wrestlers that would show up in New Japan, some of the shows they would do in America. And when all this came together where they were like, you know what, we're going to put on this fucking indie event and we're going to fucking sell the house out. And it was a revelation. Not everything was great, but, you know, there was some, you know, inside baseball talk. There were some really good high spot matches. There were some good matches. There was Dustin and uh, Cody. And then the promotion starts. It's like, wow, this has a lot of fucking potential. You know, fucking Jericho. Because Jericho came off a couple good matches in, pro, in fucking, uh, you know. New Japan. Uh, yeah. And, and, yep. And then fucking Moxley shows up. And then they scored some other big free agents. And they had some young talent that had a lot of potential. And it <laughs> just seemed like it just went down the shitter so fast. It makes, and the it makes me laugh because I'm like... It, you're right, like, Moxie showed up. I'm like, that was a big thing at the end of that one double or nothing. And all I know is right now, we got a bleeder! That's all I know when it comes to, to Moxley is we, we got a bleeder. That's that's all we gained throughout the whole thing. Look, I hit, I, I got to take a pause for uh, of our wrestling talk for a second. There's this weird thing going on with the logo in the background in your head. You kind of look like Darth Vader, and I don't even know shit. Oh, there it is. You look like Darth Vader. There it is. Lord Helmet. Whatever. Yeah, screenshot that. Here. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so, my point is this. When it comes to uh, AEW, do I think Punk is going to make the difference? Yeah. I hate to say that one person is going to make the difference, but it's going to. Because people can't get past all of that shit, and if you stick with just what you have right now, you're not ever growing. It's you can debut someone every week the way you're doing, and everybody like Roderick, Jay White. Jay White has already just fell right to low card status to me. He was in a tag battle royal or some shit. Yeah, you know it. It doesn't matter. Maxwell Hardy had more fucking time than Roderick Strong this past <laughs> week. <laughs> Yeah, so, I, it's. Do I think Punk is going to make the difference? Yeah, you need a big mainstream star who's going to take control. You have to have your John Cena, your Hulk Hogan, your Stone Cold Steve Austin. You have to on a show. Yeah, I mean, it's 
and and that's and that's the idea, right? Does the brand split do that? Do they become different shows, right? Because I mean, you could make the comparison to Raw and SmackDown when it first started. That Raw was very much the sports entertainer show. <coughs> Excuse me, SmackDown was the wrestling show. Yeah, right, hundred percent. And we've talked about how you should really be doing it where it should be AEW and ROH. Because here's the fucking thing. You fucking nailed it. AEW is on Wednesday nights. ROH is on Saturday nights. ROH will have Punk, Samoa Joe. It will have all the right people. And Dynamite will be Dynamite. And the Bucks can do Cirque du Soleil and jerk each other off and call it a day. But they're going to do Collision. So we already know that Ring of Honor is right. out of the, the picture. Oh, but 100%. even if you just commit collision to that wrestling on a Saturday night, maybe you can, mm-hmm. I just, maybe honest with you, man, the worst decision you could ever make is putting a, a wrestling show on a Saturday night. I'm sorry. Unless it's at 11 yeah. o'clock, like SNL or like Saturday night's main event used to be. It, it, a lot of people don't remember this, but Saturday night's main event was like, it didn't start till 10, 11 o'clock at night. That shit was late. Yeah. yeah, I remember staying up late. I remember staying up late for it back in the yep. day. So, you, but you putting anything in an 8, 9, or 10 o'clock slot on Saturday night, you've already lost. The fact that I'm a loser and collision, I still won't be watching it. You know what I mean? I'll have to watch it after the fact. And there is no doubt in my mind that 97% of the people who watch that show are going to be DVRing or whatever for it. Like, no one's watching live on a Saturday night. No. You could have chose any other night. You could have fucking chose Tuesday. I'd have been like, okay, I'm in Tuesday night. All right, cool. <laughs> I don't get the, the thought process behind Saturday, but let's swing into, you know, if we're going to keep talking state of wrestling. Look, man. What has WWE done lately that has given you any uh, inkling that they are not firing on all cylinders in a, in a great way? I mean, look at things. I mean, that really, last several shows, pay-per-views, everything all together, they're delivering what we want. They're not doing bad. Even though there is a talk that Vince is in charge, shows are not that bad. And Backlash is a very good point to give to that but what what are your thoughts i mean i think backlash is going to be an outlier just because it wasn't puerto rico you had a fresh fan base you know a fresh crowd uh they were excited to see that because it's not something they get all the time uh you had a lot of you know hometown stars you had the brock cody match overall you know they were definitely trending in the right way when triple h was in control maybe triple h really still is in control um, but it still seems like, you know, they have, it's, it's almost like they have the same problem as AEW where they have a huge roster and don't know what to do with half of them. Uh, you still have the Roman Reigns thing. I, I think this is kind of like the downslope. You got to figure out how to resolve this and move on from it because you can't do this forever. Uh, so where do you go next? I, I love the Cody thing. I mean, again, you and I were so fucking tired of Cody and AEW. He comes to WWE, and now he's the best fucking thing on the show. We're fucking out behind yeah. him 100%. We can't wait to see what happens next. Figure it out. Maybe he really is that fucking sports entertainer, and that's why he fucking flourishes more. He built up his stock enough where WWE's like, fuck yeah, we're going to sign you. So that's good. Um, you know, the Owens and Zayn thing, you know, it was great that it came to that. 
I'm so tired of them fucking teaming up, breaking up, teaming up, breaking up. Okay, I've seen this movie a hundred fucking times. I don't need to see it again. Uh, the tag division hasn't existed for fucking years. Um, they've got some solid women's, uh, you know, champions on both brands. I'd like to see some them start putting up over other people coming up through. But I mean, over and all, I'm not watching Raw. It's three hours and it's mostly promos. You know, SmackDown has some potential. Oh, Most like matches are throwaway. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's not it, it's just homogenized and just clean and just not exciting. You have to filter through so much to get to something of substance. I, I think it's the easiest Which way to put it. Easiest way to it's funny you say easiest way to put it, it was also the easiest easiest way to watch backlash. You can fast forward and, and you can tell when the excitement is happening. You're like, and eh, stop here. All right, here, right. what's going on? And, and you're like, then eh, I can probably keep going the next 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> they kept showing goddamn videos for FUBAR because that's what I hate about Peacock is that they show you a lot of commercials. I mean, WrestleMania had more commercials than matches. Um, yeah. And FUBAR, the new Arnold Schwarzenegger show, I don't hmm. give a shit. You may be surprised about wa- about hearing this, but as I tuned in to watch Backlash Night, I was kind of looking forward to watching wrestling. Kind of a thing I was into. Imagine that. Weird. But, you know, that's just fucked up beyond all recognition. Ba-da-bum-ba-da-bum. Uh, something. <laughs> something. <laughs> Look at wrestling has me so beat up I couldn't even talk. I really haven't been paying attention a whole lot as hard as I want to, to TNA, but I do kind of catch a pay-per-view from them here and there. Your main two really are AEW and WWE. I still pay attention to New Japan, but when you're talking about competition, New Japan will never be on a competition level with us only because it's just no. a completely different ball game over there. It is. Yep. And accessibility. Yeah. But anybody who says that AEW and WWE are not competition, you're fooling yourselves. Right. Because one watches one and one watches the other. And it's amazing. I swear to God, when you see some certain, like, texts, or not texts, or like certain messages, people are like, anybody know where uh, Gina Ambrose has been lately? Are you fucking with me? (laughs) (laughs) There are those people. Predict. Where do we go, let's say, WrestleMania 40? Kind of curious what your thoughts are. What's your, what's your headline right now, if you had to? Because we so, could I mean, predict AEW all day long, but they are in a weird, just upside-down spot right now where I really feel like, I'm sorry, the brawl out fucked you over, exposed everything did. about your company, and people are skeptical. So, I'm going to keep keep paying attention to WWE and your big shows there. So, WrestleMania 40, who do you book as the main event for the championship? And I don't mean the one that has that logo in the world championship. I mean Roman's title or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because I, I don't really know. I mean, I, that's the other thing. I mean, I almost feel like you kind of got to keep the title on Roman until Mania. If he's that dominant, you got to save it for the biggest show. Um you know, ultimately, I thought that Cody was going to win that title, and I thought that him versus Gunther would be a great main event for WrestleMania. I still think that would be a good match. You teased it at the Rumble. You don't have to go back to it. You can let it simmer for a while, and then you can come back to it. So, you know, I mean, let, just for the sake of argument, we're spitballing here. I'd say still do that, and yes, do it for the shitty title. 
And then you mm-hmm. can have Roman versus The Rock. It's funny because I could be okay with Cody not winning the title to begin with. Maybe beating Seth after Seth wins the title initially. Mm. And then, yes, you do get the Gunther-Cody match at WrestleMania. Night one, let's say. Night two, Roman and, and Rock. It's it's funny because as soon as, they, as soon as they made this other title, I go, nah, they're not taking this off Roman anytime soon. Yeah. The whole reason for making this title is we don't have an end game for Roman right now. And maybe they do. And it involves going another solid year. It may piss people off. Yeah. At the same point, I mean, some records can be made to be broken, but at the same point, I don't know if this one needs to be. Right. Yeah. I, I like mean, the thousand, thousand days. Cool. Good job. Right on. Pass it off. Come on. That's after enough. that, yeah. Seriously. Did you hear what the crowd was chanting at Backlash, though? I During didn't. the six-man tag? We want Roman. Tell me the last crowd you heard chanting, we want Roman. None. None crowds. None crowd. None crowd says we want Roman. <laughs> Pretty much, right? Maybe, maybe the Saudis. Yeah, well. As the guys are walking around fucking slitting throats of people who are getting too rambunctious. I can't deal with watching the Saudi shows, man. They're just... Way too much going on in the crowd that I can't even pay attention to the fucking show. <laughs> did you see? So the night of, Clash of, the night of Champions or whatever is going to be in Saudi Arabia. Did you see the picture I sent to the group? <laughs> Mansoor no. wins the fucking world championship. <laughs> I'd oddly be okay with that. <laughs> I mean, I was one in a million who liked uh, Gender Mahal winning, so I might be okay with Mansoor winning. In that, <clears throat> yeah, talk about a swerve place. It is a good swerve, but at the same point, that's great compared to putting on Cody because, hey, look, it, we can't let you have the title because Roman, well, he's more important to us than you are. So yeah. uh, <laughs> That new title devalues get, Cody if you put it right on him right away. And, and here, other guy, is this really cool blank man t-shirt. Here, Cody Rhodes, is this really cool Roman Reigns shirt. <laughs> That's what they're doing to him. They're giving him a really nice bloodline shirt. Yep. I never realized that's what they're... If they give him the title, oh, my God. Oh, that's bad. They won't. I, I don't think Cody's going to take they the shouldn't. title. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. I say give it to someone that you didn't expect would be your champion. Baron Corbin. Dominic Mysterio. Oh my god, could you imagine? There'd be a fucking riot. The heat would be so amazing. Yeah. You know, there's that talk of who's the better heel, MJF or Dominic Mysterio? MJF. Yeah, you know why he is? Because he says really fucked up things that make you want to boo him, right? But deep down, we like him, right? How much do you hate Dominic Mysterio? Everybody hates Dominic Mysterio, and he's so good at being hateable that he may actually just be a a touch better heel at this moment. Right now, in May of 2023, he actually may be a stronger heel than MJF. 
Yeah, one's your world champion. That's fine, but that's only because of booking, creative, yada, yada. Dominic enters a room. The boos are significantly hateful with bass. Yeah. Where MJF people are like, boo, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. not necessarily, but come on. When you boo MJF, are you okay. booing him? Okay, so no. let's put, so let's put it this way. Dominic might be the bigger overall heel right now, but MJF is the more talented heel. Okay, that's fine. I mean, no one ever fucking claimed that Hulk Hogan was a talented face. They just said he was a face. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I... I it's so weird how much I actually like Dominic Mysterio. And look at good for him. Good for oh, yeah. him. Carlito carried around a very warm ass apple in his fucking pouch. And when he bit into it, the amount of juice that came out, I was like, oh, it's warm. Oh, it's not good. <laughs> look at you guys Gross. know where my gag reflex problem is. I couldn't deal with it. And I go, oh, who's the recipient? And when he spit it in Dominic's face, I was like, I can't (laughs) fucking do it. It's gross, man. I felt bad for Dominic. And I was like, you know what, though? Pay that man extra money for night. You you got. Yeah, right. You realize you kissed everybody in the arena tonight. (laughs) You realize you just kissed everybody in Puerto Rico. (laughs) Still one of the best lines. Oh, Nightwing. Hey, Nightwing, how are you? We miss hey, you, brother. Nightwing. Hope you're uh, listening to the show. Thanks for the picture of Jordan Grace that I got to open in fucking the middle of a crowded Wegmans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's he sending me now? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's titty. <laughs> That's a fully. Uh, I was at home. I, I did see that. And I laughed. I was when you said thanks for letting me open that uh, the grocery store. I was like, I don't open anything anymore in, in public. I don't trust people. Yeah, especially from you degenerates. You did. Wow, bro, you're the one that sends more fucked up shit than anybody I know. Probably. Nah, we're pretty equal with each other. So we're augury, man. State of wrestling. For real. Let's let's really zero in on this topic here. How do we end it? Like, wh- what needs to happen for either company to make this a better WCW versus WWF competition? Or... Because I'll be honest with you, I think WWE stays its course. They don't need to change a thing. They don't need to change a thing. They just sold for nine fucking billion and became part of the same parent group as UFC. Here's something interesting that I think sums it up pretty simple. You know there's a Writers Guild strike right now? Yeah. So the you know, Writers Guild, they write for TV shows and shit like that. They're on strike right now. It's not the first time that this has happened. It'd be the greatest thing to ever happen to wrestling. No writers. Well, so it's funny that you say that, right? Because WWE is a fucking scripted television show because they have fucking TV writers. Not people that know a goddamn thing about wrestling, TV writers. And to the point where stories are coming out where Nick Khan has to say, oh yeah, no, that's not going to affect us. They must have the people that are not part of the Writers Guild because, you know, they're contracted employees. Um, the, the, The fact that that statement has to be clarified speaks volumes to how the show is constructed. That says it all. 
okay? Meanwhile, you've got AEW, which has the same problem in a different way. You have a Mark booking from his fucking EVPs who also wrestle in the promotion, which should never be allowed to happen. And instead of using the talent that he does have, because he they have does bunk beds at Tony have, Khan's house, right? He does have veteran <laughs> talent there that know the wrestling business that can help him book. And it's just a fucking shit show. It's a bunch of kids playing in the backyard, minus a few people. And we've named those names too: the Lance Storm, Mark Henry, Dean Malenko's, all Arn Anderson. Dustin. Everybody who's backstage, you know, everybody. It, it, there's so many of them, and even Jericho at that point. It, it's Jericho. My problem with that is I'd want to see it if he's not an active wrestler. I'd want to see it first because a lot of the shit that he does is just terrible. Yeah, I mean, but, like, what does he become? You know, now he's betrayed every... Almost went for it. Boo! (laughs) When it comes to WWE, I will say the one thing that you do need to do if you're going to kind of keep the same course is continue to make your your Sami Zayn's. Continue to make another bloodline. You actually hit gold in the last couple of years. Just those two things alone. I mean, some of the things you see on on Raw and SmackDown, little here, little there. It's it's they're decent. But pay attention, whatever uh, template you just did for putting those guys over, use that. Use that moving forward. And even if it's for a tag team, well, how can we do this? Well. That means they have to break someone up. Okay, okay, all right, but what if we did? <laughs> Just try it, because I'm over the Street Profits. I'll give them the name, all right? Street Profits, I'm over Dawkins and Ford. Right. Solo? Oh, my God, I think Ford would be fantastic on his own. And, and I think Dawkins could go heel. Or one sure. or the other, to be honest with you. I think Ford could be a dickhead heel. You know what I'm saying? That's very simple. You could do that. Um, you have options. You're just not utilizing them. This whole Chad Gable is still with Otis, Sheesh. but still, but still dangling in the whatever the modeling thing is that they have. Marseille and right? Mansois. Right, but they keep bringing them back, forth, back, right. forth. Choose it, man. Pull the pull the trigger. Not every little swerve plug. needs to take two months. Just do it now. Make. Otis heel or Chad heel, make it happen quick, and let's move the fuck forward. Mm -hmm. Because our society, we need quick. We need up-to-date moving, something new, something fresh all the time. That's that's why we're always, I mean, I hated to use some of my pitch for work, but man, when it comes down to it, video is everything. We're watching video and we want to see something new, up-to-date content. That's what TikTok is. That's what Instagram, that's what everything is, is seeing quick, up-to-date content. If we see the same old shit, we get bored quick, really fucking quick when it comes to either wrestling program. If you think that your storylines, well, it's only going to last four weeks, I'm okay with it. Try it. Give it a shot. I'm all right with it. But also do something with it. Don't just be like, Eric Rowan's walking around with a spider, and then uh, that's just it. Never mind. Uh, Oh, we fired him. What? (laughs) Fashion police. Remember that? (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. There's so many bad things. 
Sunny. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, look at today. We took a little bit of different approach when it came to the top topic, and and I wanted to just kind of shoot the shit with wrestling because I think sometimes we almost have too much of a uh, no uh, hyper again, as you will. Yeah, well, you know, it's me, you know, and that's me. I like to have my document ready to go in our path and what we're going to talk about. Uh, talk about, but today was different. I wanted to make sure we kind of just shot the shit because we don't really just shoot the shit wrestling wise as much anymore, which is weird for a fucking wrestling talking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are the top of jo- uh, we are the top of wrestling podcast. This fucking logo. That's me, Chicken and Peter. Thank you guys so much for listening to our antics, as you guys have so many times, especially because this is the 35th episode of the never-ending season five. I'm the Professor Mark Fantasia. I bid you a farewell. He is ODM. He has a new logo. It's the Top of Joe podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I really hope his five words are something about the Top of Joe podcast. She's your queen to be just let your soul go the top of wrestling podcast is brought to you by the top of wrestling podcast your hosts are the professor mark fantasia and odm the doc joe rizzo Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks. There you go. <clears throat> yeah, I was looking at the uh, at the master doc. I'll, I'll, I'm going to come up with some top talk, top dab da, da. You know things we're going to talk about. <laughs> you know things we talk about. A bleep, a bleep. And then slap shot. You got to watch slap shot. Slap shot so we can put it in as movie of the week. So when you watch right. it, we'll put it in. I gotta find it somewhere. I'll get it. I'll get it. Just one, right? It's just slap shot. One. Is there only one movie? Uh, they probably did some shitty follow-up 20 years later, but yeah, it's just Slapshot. Paul she Newman. Just one. Yeah. All right. Paul Newman. Isn't that the guy that plays the piano? Uh, He has a line of salad dressing. Who's the guy that plays the... Randy Newman? Yeah. <laughs> I love you got a friend to me. <laughs> <laughs> 
on that note, I'll be back. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs>